Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod. The podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Before we get started today, a big thank you to our latest Patreon sponsors. Thank you, and you can get involved as well. Patreon.com slash Behind the Racket Pod. We couldn't be doing this week in, week out without your support. So a big thank you to our latest supporters, Mark Bandell, Jack Wichtendahl, and Bridget Robinson. Hopefully by the end of November, we're going to have time, Noah and I, to get together and really send out all of our Patreon gifts. We have the autographed balls ready to go, um, but I know we're going to be working on that when we get together, hopefully in November at a Challenger, hopefully. Um, But again, thank you so much, Mark, Bridget, and Jack. We really appreciate your support, and don't forget, you can support us as well. Patreon.com slash Behind the Racket Pod. Noah Rubin in Paris, France, posting a nice picture uh, today of the Eiffel Tower. I, I believe it was on your bus ride from the courts where you practiced with Peter Polanski. Uh, we were both interesting our choice. last choices. <laughs> like I, I feel like you are both like the uh, outcasts at this point. Please don't categorize <laughs> us together. <laughs> I, I said, how's the Polanski challenger coming around? He's like, still looking for funding. <laughs> uh, I, let's. I like him. I let's like him just, a lot. He, he just, he's got some views. Um... How are you? Uh, before we get to the the major news of the day, we it's, yeah. it's been circulating. There are at least four, maybe five players who are not in the qualifying draw that should be because of positive tests. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to that, let's talk about you. Yes. The draw has just come out in the last hour yep. or so. You've got uh, a very, very tall man standing in front of you, and you are so little. It's gonna be like it's it's gonna be like duty and uh, and Evo him again. and him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Eubanks was so excited to Facetime me and say you are playing the exact opposite of you. I was like, what? He's like in all <laughs> categories, he is the exact opposite. 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, Karlovich. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been around the block a couple times. It has. Uh, you know, I, I knew him. We, we were toddlers together. Um, so... Uh, you know, you dealt time. with me for the last two, <laughs> few years, so you should be able to handle a forty-year-old, right? Right, and and all this all the time that I spent practicing my return to serve from your serve, I should be prepared right. for tomorrow. Yes, because I hit, I I actually stand at the net and hit straight down. Right, and it still like goes that. in the net. <laughs> right, it's really weird. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really <strange>. frustrating. <laughs> but uh, but um, you're you're well. The the trip has been good so far. Your hair's gotten a little longer. Yeah, you know, what I like to say is the Jufro. People don't really know this. I kind of keep it nice and tidy, but uh, what I actually, I usually get a haircut every year at the French Open. Obviously, COVID reasons, they don't have haircuts at the French this year. Um, I know people are very spoiled of me to even bring that up, but uh, so yeah, it's coming out. The curls are going to start to come out, mm. but I feel okay. But uh, I was thinking about this, talking to Zach Mitchell, who, if anybody doesn't know him, he works with Ayad at Behind the Racket, but I've never been to Europe from September to December in my life. Okay. So, you know, tennis players are very on the strict schedule, even from juniors, yeah, you know. Right. You go here at this date, and it's just going to be the same for the rest of your life. And so it's very strange. I mean, waking up early in the morning, it's dark. You know, it's, we're getting to these colder temperatures, and... Um, you know, it's, you know, it's interesting to be able to look what I said, you know, you can look it, but you can't touch and see the Eiffel Towers right here. And yeah, what I like to call the fake Statue of Liberty, um, you know, right out the <laughs> yep. right out the window. <laughs> but uh, no, I feel good. I'm excited to kind of just be playing. I mean, it was great to play on Suzanne Langlin the other day. And, you know, I, that was my first time actually hitting on a stadium court here in Paris. Mm. Uh, it's I'm excited to play a singles match for me. It actually coincided very well with the Jewish New Year. This is like yeah. the first match of the year for me. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm happy to be out here and just, just hit some tennis balls. God. Are you able to focus on the individual match itself, uh, considering the fact that you're you're looking at a draw and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm in a draw. Look at who's in front of me. I could potentially play them in the second round. Like, you know, all of those things that you haven't dealt with for seven, eight months. For me, it's actually easier. For me, it's mm. it's it's gotten to a point where I'm like, I my next thing is I get to step on a court and play competitively, lose one and one, win one and one, whatever the case may be. I get to step out and and play tennis and compete and go for my towel. And Ernesto, please don't take this personally. And obviously, we'll get to that later. He's having a tough time, but doubles was great. But it, it just leave me with this desire to play singles and this want so badly to be on the court. So, um, what I've been working with. Jonathan Katz is just this reiteration for me about just enjoy the competition, you know, enjoy being out there. And that's going to be yeah. so important for me right now because it is a first match of the year for me. That it is. I mean, I feel fresh, you know, mentally, you know, there's a lot going on. But again, tennis wise, I feel good. Just play, see what happens and, and go on from there. Tell us and take us inside the bubble right now um, so that we have an understanding of what it's like compared to the U.S. Open bubble um, and how the testing protocols are, are going on. I've heard that you guys aren't even socially distanced within the testing uh, sites. So I've heard all sorts of things before we get to the names of, of those who are not in the qualifying draws when they came out today. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting. So it, 
I have to say, and, and I'll go back because people think I just tore up the Open. I didn't. There were a few things the Open, the U.S. Open, I'm sorry, um, did that I did not agree with. With that being said, they were very organized with the rest of the protocol. Mm-hmm. For the French right now, it seemed very unusual. For, for starters, you did not get a test as soon as you walked into the bubble. Okay. So you had players show up on, because I showed up on Thursday. So they showed up on Wednesday, actually hit on site that day, went out to dinner in Paris, then got a test on Thursday, and were in the bubble for 24 hours. So again, you're looking at it, and you, you, you look at different stuff, and you're like, ah, that just doesn't make that much sense to me. Um, Are there any goes, players coming from other sites that will be um, uh, going, you know, essentially since I know there were challengers, ITF events coming right. from those events who don't have to necessarily sit out for those 24 hours and get the testing and all that? Yeah, I meant to look at the men's draw because there was a guy that I was looking for. I do know in the women's draw, I believe there might be up to three players that will be coming on Monday. Do I know if okay? Do I know if there's going to be different protocol for them? Do I know if they're going to have to wait 24 hours? Do I know if they say, "Oh, maybe you just take one test and not two tests"? I don't know what any of that looks like. Again, we know all these things. I mean, we're talking about it's not a bubble at all. I mean, we know how long COVID takes to to get into a system or to test positive at times. Um, I mean, for somebody to come maybe under 48 hours before the first round match. Yeah, you're rolling that's... the you're rolling the dice a little bit. You're rolling the dice. And again, I, I get to this point, and I, I don't want people to understand this because we will be talking about more people in this podcast. This has nothing against the individual at all. This is nothing against them. Like when I'm talking about your situation, and maybe you, you know, I believe that you should be losing out. It's not because I don't like you as a person. It's just because of the circumstances. We should not be bending the rules for X amount of players. Because they did well in the tournament. Okay, congratulations. You did well in the tournament. You're going to have to miss the French Open. Or you have to know this is... I knew this was going to be an issue. I did not play a warm-up because I didn't want to deal with that scenario. Yeah. And here we are. So, you know, you look at it from an outsider's point of view and you're like, again, we're just paving our own path, making up rules as we go along. Um, You know, the next rule, which is a little bit fishy and I, I... they still don't have the answer, so I'm speculating a little bit. Is we were supposed to get our test results about 24 hours? They said after our um, testing, and so we're in quarantine. And I believe I texted Blanche because I was supposed to hit with him later that day, and he said, mm. "Oh, just come down, get your credential." I'm like, "What? I didn't get an email." He's like, "Apparently, emails aren't going out," and I'm like, "I don't know what that means exactly." He's like. Either the emails are, are screwed up or they don't have it. Whatever the case may be, you can come down and get your credential. So I heard a rumor that they had results. And if you got your credential, you were a negative result. But we didn't see these. They didn't tell us about them. Um, so I don't know. I, I Again, just speculating. But we didn't get an email. We went down. We got our credential. And we went on site. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. So I, I guess I had to infer that everybody on site was a negative test but i don't know i really don't so that was that um and then yeah we got our second test uh 
oh, going, this was a, a tweet that I posted. And, you know, I've heard mixed things about this, but I really just wanted to hear from the Twitter world. The U.S. Open test, I basically put on the outside of my nose. Right. The, like how Benoit Pair tested positive, I don't I, I don't even understand how that took place <laughs> because we, we put it literally stuck it right there. You did it yourself. We did it self-administered, and it could have been half an inch in our nose. The French one is literally coming out my toe. I like couldn't even see. I was tearing like crazy. And I'm like, is one different than the other? Like this was going back to the open where I was iffy about the self-administer tests. And again, you think about having top tournaments in the world. You talk about the four largest tennis tournaments in the world and we can't get the best technology out there. We can't get what we think. I don't know. So this is some of the questions that we have right now. And it's taken us to the situation today, which, you know, I kind of found out about last night. So, yeah, Yeah. what we can say is that there appear to be four or five, I believe five names uh, of players who have not um, are not in the qualifying draw, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, Four positives, Istamin, Zapata, Christine, uh, Jumher, and then Escobedo. Um, Demir Jumher is not in the draw. I, I, that one has not yet been confirmed at this point, but we he's not in the draw. We do know that, and he should be in the qualifying draw. Um, Escobedo's one, this is all via Marca, a European news source, but Escobedo is one, obviously, you know very well. Can you let us know what is the situation with Ernesto Escobedo? That yeah, you, you this... feel comfortable saying, and he feels comfortable with you talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go into too deep, but it, it seems like it was a lottery ticket of sorts. You know, this is um, his coach, you know, because it wasn't the only coach. I think there was a few others. It wasn't just the players testing positive. It was actually the players tested negative, but their coach tested positive. And especially if you're rooming with them, it's definite. Yeah. But now it seems like even if you're not rooming with them, it's definite. Um, so Escobedo's coach tested positive, which right off the bat, questions start flaring. So Ernesto had COVID. He had it pretty badly, actually, about three, four months ago, something like that. Um, And so did his coach. And then during the Open, which I actually should have done. I can't believe I didn't get the antibody test. Ridiculous. But Eduardo got the antibody test, tested positive for antibodies. Now we are here. And I have to assume, I didn't confirm this, but I had to assume he got a negative test when he entered so he could be on site because he was on site and then he tested positive. Okay. It, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is he one of the few that's reinfected? I mean, we're talking that's how possible. small possible. Uh, I don't know. I think those are extremely small numbers we're talking at that point. Um, I think a false positive is, is definitely possible. Um, I don't know. It's also possible the antibody test wasn't accurate. I mean, that's that's I guess, also possible. I feel like the antibodies is more accurate than the COVID. I don't know this stuff. I Again, I'm just, a lot of this is speculation. And uh, people always say I'm negative, which I am. But I want people to take the information I'm giving. I'm not even going to make any judgments. You take it. You think for yourself. And so here we are. Um, Ernesto is disqualified automatically, which in a normal situation, I understand. If you're testing positive, as a player, you're going to have to forfeit that as well. You're in close contact. That was the situation at hand. 
The one issue that I have is qualifiers will not be getting money. Ernesto. If they test positive. Test positive, disqualified. I believe main draw players will be getting money and qualifiers will not be mm. for the same situation. And you okay. talk about who needs it more kind of thing. Right. Sure. You know, if you, you know, obviously Ernesto did very well in the US Open. Take that away. You're just talking about overall, he paid for him and a coach to fly down to Europe and will have to pay for hotel dates because they're not paying for that anymore. It's expensive. You know, that's yeah. so it's, uh, it's scary. And then you have, you speak about Zoomer. Obviously, those aren't confirmed. We kind of knew that, you know, his coach had a, inconclusive tests or something to that extent he was on site today mm. zoomer was on site today his coach i don't believe was but he was on site and then you disqualify him again it's just whether your rule is right or wrong it just seems like we go back and forth a little too often compare it now uh with the u.s open uh yes. in terms of how they set up for the social distancing of players locker room access um Trying to think of what else, you know, eating, uh, all of that, compare the French with the U.S. Open. I also want to say I do not think, I haven't confirmed, but I do not think this hotel here, the Novotel, is fully booked for players. I'm pretty sure it's not. Okay. Um, take away all that we've spoken about the U.S. Open. It is not comparable. The effort that the U.S. Open put in to make sure the organization, the text messages, the transport, everything that came with that, um, I don't believe it's quite at the same level, nowhere near. Um, with that being said, there is a overall theme, for lack of a better term, flip-flopping. Mm. <laughs> you know, just going back, paving your own path, as I said a few times, that has seemed to be a theme. And I'm not, and again, I'm going to say understandable because of unprecedented times. We don't know what to do. We could talk about it on paper, but once it's here, I, it's just not an excuse. It just really isn't an excuse. If you want to have these rules, if you want to make sure people are safe, then make sure people are safe. Don't scream at me when I'm just about to jump on court and I'm not wearing my mask. But then have people that may test positive walking around two inches away from me. You know, it just, they seem to be really focused on the small aspects, which we always talk about. And then the bigger ones, they're like, oh, I don't know, what what do we do in this situation? Can we really tell these guys they can't play? You know, are we going to have to deal with that? What does that look like? And that these, these are the problems we're dealing with right now. What's the locker room access? And again, we'll go back to what's the social distancing in terms of food and, and on-site just uh, areas to re relax, rest. Again, U.S. Open did incredible. I will say the venue is far more set up for an event to be socially distanced. The French Open is under tremendous construction. Okay. Like took away courts. Like they're missing like 10%, 15% of their courts that I knew from last year. So there's not a lot of room at all. I think, I mean, everybody in qualifying is is in one cafe. I know you haven't had the opportunity to see that yet, sadly, yeah. but there's no social distancing. At the U.S. Open, I took a picture of what we knew to be a packed cafeteria normally. They only allowed two chairs and spaced. It is, organization-wise, it is not at the same level. Flip-flopping-wise, competing. 
organization, the U.S. Open, absolutely have demolished them. So, yeah, so I want to go back to Ernesto because uh, I've already gotten some questions about it because I posted about yes. it on Twitter um, after Rick Bukta talked about the, the potential Situation. that it was a false positive, something like that. Uh, I, I, I think it's really unfortunate for Ernesto, who I love dearly, um, but I, I don't think he, sh he should be allowed to play. I think it's the right decision to take him out. I, I think uh, it's unfortunate, and there, you can ask questions about why these things are happening. Um, did, do you know if uh, Ernesto's coach had a second test to confirm that positive? Do you know that? Again, rumors. So I want to say <laughs> this. I don't think they're allowing anybody to take a second test. I don't know the reason. Makes no sense to me. I've heard because there are... We know that there's tournaments after this. Ernesto's trying to play tournaments after this. There's also questions about quarantine. But I, I, I have heard rumors okay, that that's people, a real problem. People are trying to get a second test and are not allowing it. I don't know why. It's a rumor if again. I don't know. Yeah, if that's true. If that's accurate, then that's that's horrendous. Right. Uh, but I, I, I fully believe if if your coach tests positive, you have to be out too. Uh, right. Even if of you've course. tested positive in the past. Just negative. I, I, I do agree with you. The idea of you just have to set up for if you have a protocol in place has to has to be done as such. And I think Ernesto uh, is an unfortunate uh, case here in that he is, his coach is tested positive. He's out. Um, I, I'm not surprised. I think we knew that going in, over, you know, we talked about this six, seven weeks ago. We knew that the U.S. Open was going to, the USTA, they were going to follow every protocol that they possibly could and try to make sure every standard is met. We knew the French were going to be much more loose about it. And is that fully how you feel, that it's just much more loose? Besides the, the nose swab, it seems like we're... We weren't prepared. That was the only thing. It just seems like we're, we're playing catch-up. Like, here we are trying to make this work. Please be happy that you're here. And we're going to do what we think is the best we can do. It doesn't mean it is. And that's what it feels like. It feels like they're kind of playing behind at everything. It's a shame. So, um, can do you? are you going to try to stick around and play any tournaments afterwards in Europe at this point? I'm not. I mean, you know, there are, I keep, everything seems like a rumor, but it's, there's ideas that there could be a couple tournaments in the U.S. that I'm hoping for. For me, it just, it's not worth it. Mentally, the mental, the physical grind, the idea of traveling with the U.S. passport in and out, all of this. And I understand people like, this is your job. You know, you're giving away opportunities. You could have opportunities. I get it. I know myself as a person very well now. I know what place I would be in. I want to take my chances. Hopefully there's two more tournaments and I start the year again in uh, 2021 feeling good. I don't want to feel tired. And I know yeah, I that's that's the real question I, I have because I've actually gotten some some messages about that regarding you specifically. Now that there are more U.S. players who are in Europe playing some of these challengers, how, how do you <laughs> how do you reconcile the idea of Noah, uh, you know, saying all these things about how we can't really do too much over there, which has been accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but now you, you can, you can do it and how you reconcile that with, you know, the fact that you're, you specifically are not playing it. And I, and I struggle with it too, a little bit because, you know, I, I, I would like for you to be playing. 
frankly, and, as I, your and I would too. And and you know that I'm in a pretty good headspace to at least play and compete right now. Um, you know, I also want people to know we t we're talking about this at the Grand Slam level. I'm speaking. To, I, I spoke to Ruben Bellamin today, mm. and he's he was talking about the challengers. There's no bubble there, yeah. you know. So right. when we talk about the Grand Slam level, this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle of safety, let's say, for for tennis. There is no bubble there. There is nothing in these challengers tours. So, you know, there's there's a lot of anxiety that surrounds it. The travel, again, you know, and having U.S. passports pretty good usually, it's a negative right now. People don't want to see that going in and out of the U.S., especially if I went to Croatia, I would have to get another slip to go back into um, Spain. And then it's just like, I, I don't know if I need that right now. I'm in a good place. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to be tired going into the next year. This is where we're at. But um, I know a lot of players. I know Istamin, um was grinding to hopefully play one of the tournaments next week. I think it was Biello, I think, of the Italian one. Um, I know Ernesto signed up for split. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. Again, it seems like the rules in France as a whole are pretty loose when it comes to quarantine. Um, I heard that it's seven days. Then I heard maybe that's not even mandatory. It seems very unusual. It seems like, again, we're reacting to everything. It comes, they say, this is how we deal with it, and we move on. And the preparation, it just doesn't seem to be at the at the highest level it could be at. What uh, what time do you play tomorrow? Play fourth on. So fourth on from 10 or 11? 10. 10. 12, 2, 4... Trying to do the math here. Seven seven hours. Oh, I can actually watch that. I'll be awake. Yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> literally, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, that's like literally the only match people would watch me. <laughs> but um, no, it's it should be should be interesting. I haven't I've actually never never played him. Rarely been in the same draw as him. Um, I'm excited. Should be good. He's he a nice it. guy. He is. I, I have I've told this story before. The first challenger I worked as a press aide in mm -hmm. Champagne. Okay. The final the final was Ivo Karlovich and Robbie Ginepri. It's fantastic. I like I, that's I, a really good That's a really good that's final. A, that's <laughs> a really good final. Two guys who I let's see, I don't know what Evo's uh, career high I'm I'm sure he's top twenty. Both guys top yeah. twenty career highs and they were at the start of their careers and I right. saw yeah, Robbie you, and Evo. That's definitely didn't deserve that. No, I didn't no. deserve anything. I You're still like, don't deserve anything. That's a big anything. serve over there. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's really tall. Wow. He should have played I was that basketball. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no. He was uh, he was nice then. He's been nice in the last couple of years when he plays those. He played uh, the last couple of indoor uh, Charlottesville, and then he went to Houston the last couple of years <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. those challengers here in the States. He's been very good uh, throughout this whole career, very good sense of humor. Uh, yeah, it, it's, I got to say, it's it's better playing him on clay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have uh, had a tough one with Isner a few years ago on clay here, a um, few courts down from where I'm playing him. But uh, now, again, just just happy to be on court. So I, I hope I stick to that mantra tomorrow. Um, I'm sure I will. But just a, a funny side note, just for my love of the clay courts and everything that comes with it. Um, playing on Langland after actually Escobedo Blanche were hitting. Mm. And I was starting to sweep the courts. And I got absolutely screamed at. Really? Doing it the wrong way. And I'm like, 
and and people were like, oh, you're complaining. And I'm like, no, no, no. There's there's a love. Like this is their child. <laughs> yes. This is they, like they named this court. They've watched it grow up before their eyes. And, yeah. I, and when they did it after I did it, I was like, no, I I couldn't do that. <laughs> I definitely couldn't do that. And that that's and it's just those are the things that always keep me going in tennis. Those little things. I'm like, tennis is such a cool sport. Such yeah. a cool sport. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how everything else goes down and how we progress from here. And, you know, it's uh, this would have been a tough 14 day quarantine. That's all I would have said. It, that, it, it would have been, been difficult. very tough. Yeah, yeah. it's but. it's I, I can't imagine. I've not been to Paris yet myself. I can't imagine being in Paris, being able to actually see as much of Paris as you can see from your hotel and not being able to. I would. I would lose my sanity, which is already hanging by a thread right now. Um, so uh, enjoy it for all that it's worth. Uh, this podcast will be actually, I'm going to put it out this afternoon here. Um, but um, take care of yourself. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the experience. Get dirty um, and, and have a good time. Thanks, Bob. Should I give any updates on my life? I've been teaching the last, helping teach a, a six-year-old the last week and i gotta tell and you that's this week for but no it, teaching a six-year-old is by far more difficult than returning uh, evo call of serve <laughs> <laughs> i think that might be accurate it's also been much more rewarding than anything uh is being able to spend this time with my daughter and trying to do as good of a job as a parent slash teacher and i have the utmost respect for kindergarten first grade teachers what they have to um, I don't want to say deal with because that's not the right word, but what what they have to do to engage younger um, kids in, in terms of learning, I can't, I have a deeper, deeper respect and appreciation. I know your mom is, has obviously been working with young kids for so many years as well and continues to work with one and yourself, um, but I just have that uh, incredible respect. Um, and so for for anybody who's out there who is a teacher and listens to us, thank you for what you continue to do uh in in whatever capacity you're doing right now it, it means the world to us as parents and that's all really i have to say uh no, so no, Noah's no. Gonna next go... week's we'll we'll go we'll get to your life don't worry it's it's been a very uh, i don't have anything here. else yeah have fun tomorrow okay yeah yeah that sounds, okay. sounds like a plan okay bye Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, 
and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket.